Cool. I've got my I've got my wine at the ready. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Blair Asa- has Asahi, Asahi, Asahi <laughs> su- fucking super dry. This shit's amazing. Bloody hell! I feel left out now. I need. I've got a big jug of water. That's it. Ah, uh, clean living. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 272 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and welcome to the podcast where one of us is about love and the other, well, is like a bullet farm of sharp tongue cobras. No, they're both me, I think. Both of those. <laughs> anyway, this week's guests are Anna and Blair of Scotland's finest. Uh, and that's an argument for another day. <laughs> the Mighty Dead Pony. Yes, one of the most hyped up bands for 2024. They have such a killer in-your-face energy, mixing genres. They've regularly been described as if a Scottish Nelly Furtado was fronting Limp Bizkit. They've even did a cover of Man Eater like that that you all need to check out. They've just announced that their debut album, Ignore This, is coming out on April the 5th. And as a pre-celebration for that, it says here that they're hitting the road next week for five shows supporting the, the, the Blackout. Oh, what the black at the back? No way, I didn't know, huh? Are they? <laughs> so we thought uh, this would be a perfect what? excuse to get to know them a little bit more, break the ice for the tour, and why Sean is so excited to have them on the road. Yes, I cannot wait. Um, Amy, Dead Pony's manager, uh, reached out to me ages ago, and Hayley Connolly has been hyping this band for quite some time to us. So I got a chance to check them out, and they are fucking ripping. So, uh, yeah, we offered them the main support. Cannot wait. They are a fantastic band, and after doing this chat with them, I can confirm they also seem to be lovely humans as well. That could be masks, and they could actually turn out to be evil scum. <laughs> I will let you know after the tour. Hey, Please don't be evil scum. Out. 
Please don't be evil scum. <laughs> but if the tour is anything, like how wild this conversation gets, you're in for a very good time. Throughout mm. it, we're going to talk all about their history and debut album, the fact that they're inspired by movies, recorded in a haunted environment, a love for new metal, being stranded on the outskirts of a festival, and some peculiar things that they like to do on tour. That's pretty interesting, and you'll get to hear about in just a little bit. But, Sean. Yes, Morgan. February the 19th. It's just around the corner. It's the start of the Blackout's first tour in nine years. How are you feeling about it? Um, I am feeling good. I cannot wait to play the shows. Um, I'm excited. Um, I'm also completely furious inside because <laughs> um, I keep getting message off the general public and it's driving me mad because we have not been on this earth as a band for nine years and people are messaging me saying, oh, I can't, I can't come to this tour. I'll come to the next one. Listen now. Currently, there are no plans for anything at all after the February tour and then playing Slam Dunk in May. So if you have missed the blackout at all, come to the shows in the end of this month from the 19th to the 24th. We're doing Birmingham, Manchester, Glasgow, London. We are doing Cardiff, but that's sold out, so don't bother trying to come to that one. But the other one, <laughs> come along, come along, and stop giving me fucking shit excuses. We haven't toured in nine years. So don't be like, oh, I'll just come to the next one. There is no next one. I don't know how many times <laughs> I have to say this. We have nothing planned. We're also nervous about talking about doing anything in the future, just in case one of us goes, nah, fuck it, that's it now. So we will not be having that conversation till after this tour. So depending on how well this tour goes, <laughs> goes on to be the decider in whether we tour again ever. Not even this year, like ever, like 2025. We might do so. I don't know yet. So make this tour fucking good. Stop giving me your shit excuses and come to the fucking tour. February 19th to the 24th. Go to theblackoutband.com. The tickets are all there. Tidy. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> I'm giving you a round of applause there because that was like a presidential election <laughs> speech. I really much enjoyed that. But it's true. With all the news lately of even more bands breaking up, Umiat 6, for example, yep. and people being gutted about it and then sharing all the memories of wishing yep. they were still a band. Go and see your favorite bands while you can, because otherwise yeah. you wait nine years for them to do a tour and then still moan about it. Fucking hell, it's mad. It's mental. But yes, listen, our fucking scene is currently falling apart. Look, Jordan Fish fucking skedaddled from Bumth. Fucking Yumiya Six are fucking knocking it on the head. Ben Bruce has gone fucking walkabouts from fucking asking Alexandria. It's all fucking happening. So why not? If you've ever liked the blackout, come and fucking see us for the love of God. Also, get there fucking early to come and see all the bands. We have handpicked the openers and the main supports ourselves. Please, please come and see them. They're fucking brilliant. And one thing about this tour I did want to mention. Uh, obviously, every single week we mention our Patreon community at patreon.com yes. forward slash sapnin. 
do head over there and subscribe. It is honestly the best way to support this podcast and helps us continue this thing going each and every week. But on these shows, I'm actually organizing official pre-party Patreon meetups at all of the dates. So if you're going on your own, if you need some more friends, if you want to hang out with people who like this podcast, I'm going to be organizing official things through the Patreon where you can go and hang out and go before the gig and then go to the gig with each other and just have a lovely time. And I don't know if anyone cares, but I'm also going to be at the majority of these dates promoting the podcast, going to stand at merch in between some of the sets, going to hand out some stuff. And I've got surprises for people if they can prove to me that they listen to the podcast, a little gift. Whoa. So there's so much going on at Sapman Pod on Instagram and Twitter to keep up to date with everything. And at MHRichards underscore for mine if you've got any questions. But patreon.com forward slash Sapman is the place to be for all your pre-party needs. Do you know what? And this has literally just come to me now. This isn't uh, mm-hmm. a preempted thing that we've decided before the podcast this is rogue i am going Ooh. wild i'm going Woo-hoo! as usual i'm going hard left um do you know what let's let's give away a pair of tickets to somebody in the patreon um, who wants to come to a show yeah let's find a way to do that and then over the next week on the patreon we'll work out how to give away a pair of tickets to someone who wants to come because I, I've seen people in there. Some people are coming, some people have bought tickets and then some people also can't get there anymore. So, and some people can't afford it, which is fair enough. It's a shitty time of year and we do have the worst possible government we could possibly have at this time. So I understand that. So yeah, let's, um, yeah, if, if there's someone in the group Why who, not? Uh, yeah. who's interested, let's, uh, yeah, let's do a thing to win a pair of tickets for a show. Everyone apart from Cardiff, because Cardiff <laughs> is sold out, and I cannot stress enough that the Ooh. guest list is full. And by full, I mean too full. Um, I'm open. Um, a lot of people I know die before the show. <laughs> oh, wow. So. Woo! As long as Woo! one of them isn't me. Ha ha! Anyway! I'm not going to let you answer that. We love everyone. Thanks for this. And let's get straight into it. This is Hannah and Blair of Dead Pony telling you all about themselves and why this tour is going to be a fucking laugh. Is it that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's going to be fucking brilliant. I can't wait. Sapnin! Sapnin! Mmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! Sapnin! Hello. Oh, oh, there's always oh, one. Oh. <laughs> well, this week's guests were going to be the mighty dead pony. <laughs> We've got Anna and Blair with us, but Blair has just ruined it by going for a hello rather than a sapnin. And he's Scottish, so he should should have gone with a sapnin, but because he hasn't, he's let us all down. So that was this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, check us out on... No, no, but yes, Blair and Anna are with us. How are you guys? We're grand. It's so friggin' cold up in Glasgow just now, but we're doing good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I had, uh, I've, had a, I've had a day, but I'm, I'm having a good time now. Ooh, okay. Oh, and feel, oh. feel free to un- unload. We, you know, we, we're here to listen as well as talk bollocks. So. Well, I, I mean, well, okay. So one thing that happened today, I was driving down like a country road at like 60 miles an hour and there was a lorry in the other lane coming towards me and then a van tried to overtake the lorry and I had to just slam on the brakes and just pray that this van like pulled in in time to, you know, overtake the lorry. And I, that, was, that was pretty terrifying. Wow. Yeah, that's awful. Um, yeah. So, yeah, nice one, Mog. Thanks, Mog, for bringing <laughs> up the corner of today. I wasn't driving in Glasgow today. It's a hell of a yeah, commute to get back. It's- I guess technically we won all now with you saying hello in the beginning instead of sapling. Mog, yeah, bringing yeah, up your past. Your past. Yeah, your recent trauma. Yeah, won all. Yes, now hey! we can start. Now we're starting. Here oh. we go. No, but guys, I mean, there's, there's a lot we want to talk about throughout this conversation, but really 2024 is gearing up to be very exciting time for you. I mean, obviously you've got the debut album coming out in April. You've already been Ooh. announced for a load of really cool festivals in the summer. But to start, you've got the unfortunate disappointment uh... of touring with Sean and a bunch mm. of other boys from Merthyr Tidville. Um, yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling? How are you, are you all gearing up for this tour? How are we feeling about it so far? I'm pretty excited. You know, just before I get into this, I just have to say that, um, and this makes me sound like a weirdo, but The Blackout was actually the first band that I ever seen live without my mum. And I'll oh, wow. tell you why. Now, was it, be- wait, wait. was it because you came to see somebody else? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> That's always the case. I'm never, oh, I'm never the fucking princess. I'm always the, no, I'm never the bride. I'm always the, whatever the thing, the saying is. Anyway, sorry. Well, I went, I went to see it. My Chemical Romance when they played in Glasgow and you guys were supporting them. And I remember thinking, oh my God, this band, they're fucking amazing. And now we're getting to go, we're going on tour with you. So that's oh, wow. pretty cool. But, um, yeah, but we, yeah. Anyway, twenty twenty four is going to be a, a good one for us. I think I'm looking forward to the tour. 
um, that's going to be our first kind of bunch of shows back since like last year. So it's going to be good. Yeah, we've been, um, we've devised, so basically like at the start of every year, we spend like two weeks in a rehearsal studio and come up with like a new live set. Um, so we've, we've been deep in rehearsals, got a whole new live set, some really cool new things going on. And what else was I going to say there? Yeah, usually we, we do like a fun gig, like like a really small gig before we, before we jump into like any kind of like bigger dead pony gigs. We'll, we'll like change the name of the band and we'll just go in and do like a random local gig, just kind of test out the new set. Uh, but this year that is not going to happen. So we're <laughs> like, just jumping straight into this like ambitious, ambitious new live set um, without any testing of it live straight into the, the tour with you guys. So... Hopefully it goes well, fingers crossed. You're really instilling us with confidence, Blair. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried. I'm concerned. Yeah, it's, only, it's only Manchester Academy. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least you'd have a lot of room to move about, I guess. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. I remember... Um, uh, Johnny Phillips put me onto you guys from SJM concerts. I don't know if you um, Love Johnny. have the. I was going to oh say, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you were unfortunate enough to have met him. Um, <laughs> Our little Welsh goblin friend. He always just wow. crops up somewhere and insults us and then runs away again. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Let's do that. Johnny to a T. Yeah, he is literally a troll. That's basically what a he troll, is. Yeah. He's a human troll who just goes on giving. <laughs> Giving people shit. The first time I ever met him, he was a promoter in Cardiff, and I gave him one of the blackout CDs. We were called Ten Minute Preview at the time, and I said, "Oh, check this out. Um, we're a band from Merthyr Tydfil." And I saw him a week later, and I was like, oh, "I give you a CD last week." And he was like, "If I was you, I would stop playing music now. You're never going to get anywhere." <laughs> and then um, cut to about five years after that. Um, he was our manager and we had the ability to sack him whenever we wanted. <laughs> but yeah, he put me onto you guys. And then obviously, um, Amy, who looks after you, um, I got in contact with her and yeah, just very, very excited to have you guys. And yeah, I love what you're doing. Thanks. man, cheers. This new album, ignore this. Tell us about it. How many songs? Where'd you write there? Who produced it? Go wild. And I go crazy. I was going to say, you can take the lead on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will um, if you want, but on you go. Basically, um, the, uh, the new album that's coming out in April, or, or debut album, I should say, is 16 tracks. And we recorded it last year. Um, we wrote it sort of at the start of last year. Me and Blair wrote the full thing. Um, and it was produced by our very own... Blair. Oh, nice. Yeah. We hired out like this little um, creepy um, residential studio with like a little cottage attached and like the kind of Scottish Highlands and recorded it there. And like the first couple of days, it was like amazing because we were all there. We're having fun. We're playing games. We were like having, you know, rum and wine. It was great. And then we realized that we were like stranded in the middle of nowhere for two weeks oh. with only us. <laughs> the only way to get in and out of the cottage was to drive. So it was literally like, 
we all ended up hating each other by the end of it but we've written i think one of the best albums of all time so yeah it was like um you know it was like day one Liam didn't do the dishes. Let's write a song about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if you go through the track listing, it's like number one, we're all friends. Number two, someone forgot to wipe the bathroom down. And like by number 16, it's like, I want everybody else dead. Capital letters. Yeah. It's just it's getting more <laughs> aggressive as you go on. I mean, like, it's, it's honestly not far away. I mean, like, okay, like a lot of the songs we had, like we kind of went in um to that to the like the, the album recording process with like four songs totally written and then like 12 ideas and the ideas were all like fleshed out on the day and i like I, I totally love recording that way because it's like i think like the best time to record a song is the minute like literally the minute you write it because you just capture like the energy and the vibe in the room at the time and it's always and like that always seems to translate really well. Like if you just record it as soon as you write it. So like we just like trusted in that that like the fact that we were like we knew that we'd be able to do that like over and over again. And like it totally worked out, man. And like it, it meant that like at the end of every day, we kind of like felt buzzing about like, oh man, we've just made this really cool thing today. And like we would we would have like a rough bounce and we'd listen to it over and over again and message like message A maybe like. Amy, you're not ready for how amazing we're going to be. But yeah, no, it was a total buzz, man. But uh, yeah, at the same time, it was like a total like hell pit mixed with like, you know, which, which, which you hated. And then, but every day you kind of made this cool thing. So that was like the redemption. Nice. Well, it sounds as well being uh, in a stranger cottage, a bit like a horror film at times. It definitely yeah. was. That is accurate. <laughs> yeah, and I think like a lot of our um, songs are kind of like, like kind of have that like um, horror or like post-apocalyptic like vibe to them. And I think that that was probably quite. I mean, we love movies, so it's like um, influenced by movies. But I think a lot of it probably was like influenced by our surroundings and the fact that we were just like all cooped up together for two weeks and like stranded. So there was one pub that was a twenty-minute drive away. And yeah, it was just like ridiculous. <laughs> Which we went to twice. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> did you see any uh, UFOs while you were there? I'd like to think that it was ghosts. pitch black around the way Go- you were. Ghosts, or ghosts, surely. that's yeah. true. Yeah. Anything, mm, anything strange, none. paranormal. <laughs> okay, well. Oh, okay. oh wait. Blair hasn't so, told you, Anna. Here we go. Anna, <laughs> no, no, no. Anna, Anna will remember this, right? So oh. in, in the place we stayed... Okay, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. And there's a, it was like a small house that had rats or mice. I, mice, I mice, 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 mice. Mice, mice. And then, and then this, the studio was like a wee small separate thing over here. Um, but there was a visitor's book and the place usually gets used for like bands who just go there for like a weekend just to like drink beers and like play whatever they want and just have fun. But you know, but we were actually doing like an album, which was which was the first time it had ever been rented for longer than like five days at a time. It was like wow. two weeks we had it. Um, but there was a visitor book, right? And you guys will know, like people in bands just have the most horrible sense of humor. <laughs> like, um, you can imagine, like the visitor book was just full of like stuff to just freak you out, like 
oh, if you meet, you know, if you meet William, and like William's like a made up guy, and there was just all this like lore in the visitor book, like, oh, like, like they were like telling us about like animals that like didn't exist and like don't sleep on the bottom floor, like a screaming woman was murdered there. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then one night I. S- one night I slept on the bottom floor and just like did not get a minute sleep the whole night. <laughs> but you got to think if if a woman's being murdered, she is most likely screaming at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, silent, that's true. silent murdered woman. Probably even scarier. She just she just taking being stabbed like. <laughs> but, yeah. I thought you were going to say press record if that happens. You can just use it, but then I, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. think of that. Mix. Yeah. Okay. Mix of screams, I guess. That's, that's very, that's very morbid. Yeah, imagine um, you were listening back to the mixes and you were like, "Wait, I think there's something on that kick drum." And you had to listen back, and it's just a woman just screaming. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! There she is. Oh my god, that would be creepy as fuck. Yeah, William's ex-wife. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! Fucking <laughs> uh, so, like, album two is probably going to be done somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a, a high-tech modern. Yeah, city city dwelling apartment. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah we're gonna absolutely. go to like we're gonna go to like Barcelona or something mm. to record the next one. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah you've, paid right. your, you've paid your dues there with the, with the first recording. It sounds like but <laughs> you said there about um, being really into to films and movies, and I feel that being connected to the album cover with all the VHSs or something. I really really noticed what was um, behind that. Was it just having that love and, and wanting to showcase it in a different artistic way or? Kind of like we, we've always been incredibly inspired by like film. And I think we like, I think that, you know, a lot of people write about their surroundings, right. And a lot of people write about like political things and whatever. And that's amazing. But I think that we like to kind of like try and create another world for our fans where the songs can be relatable but to me i want my songs to sound like they've been plucked out of like a quentin tarantino movie and we wanted this album to really reflect that like we wanted it to feel like you were flicking through your old dvd collection and like every song on the album is like a song from a different like type of movie so there are songs that are kind of like a bit cooler and have like a bit more like you know rhythm and then there's songs that sound like they could be like at the end of a zombie apocalypse movie like there's just like a whole range of sort of like movie genres kind of like hidden within the album i would ask you to uh name every film directed to a song but there's 16 of them so we'll be here for uh, all night all i thought night. you were just gonna say <laughs> yeah. name every film right since the beginning of time uh, wizard of oz um ghostbusters ghostbusters 2 you know what like it's not um it's not like every song is related to a film but there is like i guess there's probably like i guess like four or five that are like very strongly related to films like we have one so like we we, we did an ep before called war boys that was all like mad max references which was really cool um but on the album there's like a song that was inspired by the matrix and like i did like a spoken word thing in the bridge and it's like morpheus talking to neo and he's gonna take the red or the blue pill and then um there was one song that's like really like we, we absolutely love it's called um bad girlfriend that was inspired by the film natural born killers with woody harrelson um and julia lewis 
and then like in the bridge we were gonna do this bit where it's it's like um either like Woody Harrelson or Juliette Lewis like writing a love letter to the other one that's also trapped in the same prison but they're but they're not allowed to see each other and that was going to be the bridge and like, I had this like whole thing written out but like we just like could not actually make it happen because it's like okay so like we actually now need to pretend I either need to be Woody Harrelson or it needs to be <laughs> Juliette Lewis and we have to like do their accent and like nail this whole thing we've written out of like what they'd say to each other and it's like Ah, oh, okay. Like this is just like it's not a vibe. So let's just like cut Aww. it. Let's go like we'll, we'll like we'll, uh, we'll just go back into like a chorus. But like the song is still cool and it has all these references to it. But um, yeah, it's like totally yeah. ref. Like that's one of the songs that we have that like directly references the movie. Like um, there's a part in it that's like um, I've got my baseball bat, Mickey, get your gun, and then in the background I go Mickey shoot him. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Well, surely Amy could have somehow got in touch with Juliet Lewis. Dude, <laughs> well, Amy did get in contact with someone else for another song, and they totally, they totally tied oh. it. Oh. Oh. So, so, so then it was like after, like after that happened, it was like, do you know what, man? Like this is our first album. Like let's just do everything ourselves, and then like if in the future if anything comes up, we'll definitely do it. But it was kind of just like it got to that point where it was like. It just it just felt you know like first album, um, let's do it all ourselves and like make a big statement and just like it's going to be its own thing and we're not going to have to and I guess that's why like like why like we produced it ourselves as well it was it was, it was me that produced it it was just like we didn't we like we didn't want if we, we we didn't want it to feel like some like product that had been like thrown around and everything it was just like it was just like our thing do you know how long um how long have you been producing and recording and have you done much else well so i kind of like have been i cannot i always think about it as like whenever i started playing guitar i started playing guitar when i was like 15 16 and then i got a laptop when i was like 19 and as soon as i had a laptop i was like recording every guitar riff i wrote and like trying to like make it into a song and i did that for like years and years um i only started being like a proper like music producer i guess like two years ago um just working with bands in glasgow and stuff but i have been doing it for like a long time i've always like imagined guitar like playing guitar as being like how would this sound as a a big thing at the end of the day like a, as, as like a final yeah. a final thing nice and going back to lyrics i mean anna how important is it for you blurring those lines between kind of personal things and reality to different themes because yeah i always i always enjoy when i hear someone talk about the meaning of a song but it is nice when there are songs that can be interpreted in so many different ways if you don't really know what it's about Mm -hmm. well i i think like that's one thing that we like about our, our songs we try not to have them being too specific there are some songs that we have that are like incredibly um, like literal, like MK Nothing, for instance, is literally about an assassin who is like MK Ultra mind controlled to go out and like kill bad guys. And like, I feel like there's maybe not a lot of ways that that could be interpreted. Maybe for some people there are. Um, but I think for a lot of our songs, like, okay, this song might be written about a zombie apocalypse, but someone might interpret that to be like, 
that's about the state of the world or that's about the state of the government or that's about you know climate change or like whatever like I think that our songs can be interpreted in like a lot of different ways and we also have like a couple of songs that like to me like are quite deep like there's a song on the album called I Might Die and it's about this kind of um like realization that I think we all have as we get like older where we're like you know I could just die right now and like that would be it so and that and that's what that song's about so we have some songs that are like definitely more literal but we also have songs that are like a wee bit more up for sort of like interpretation and with you guys I feel like you sit in this weird Venn diagram of like emo indie music and new metal and I've seen so many people reference and just kind of compare certain bits to people from the likes of Nelly Furtado to Limp Biscuit to The Prodigy to Wet Leg to Avril Lavigne. I mean, how do you guys really see the band combining those different influences? Because definitely not like Wet Leg. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Well, I think that like there's a lot of truth in in most of that like ca- like categorization. Um, but I think that what we like to call it is new rock because to us it's like I think it's difficult to totally like pigeonhole it because it's so new and I feel like our genre and the music we make does feel like a almost like a new genre of music because it is combining it is combining like pop punk, new metal, like pop, um, you know, more like just rock and roll. Like there's like so in like electronic music like the prodigy, like there's so many influences that we have I think we've kind of been able to like morph this like new fresh sound so I always describe it as like if Nelly Furtado was the lead singer in Limp Bizkit um, nice. but we kind of just like call it I guess the genre term would be new rock like that's how we kind of describe it thing is though like new rock is like something that we came up with like new rock doesn't isn't like something that we're like Oh, like that band's new rock, and we sound like them. So let's call ourselves that. It was like, yeah, it was like, how can we call ourselves something that isn't like already a thing? Mm. And like new rock seemed like a cool vibe, right? So it's like you know, like new, like new metal influenced, but it's kind of like alt rock, and it's just like it's just like this thing. Like new rock sounds kind of cool. I lit up then when you mentioned new metal, just because I literally <laughs> that's what got me into music, and it for so long. Even when I liked it, it was a bad word. Like yeah. if you call if you called a band new metal back in the day who weren't who were slightly new metal they'd go fucking ballistic. It just warms my heart that it like it's come back around and people are like, "Yep, I'm new metal." Like I'm into yeah. new metal, and I'm like, "Yeah, I never it never fucking left." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know that is a total thing, right? When I was when I was getting into like heavy music, when I was like say like fifteen, sixteen. At that point, like new metal was like kind of like hated and like, you know, uh, like, you know, like you had like all these like elitists that were like, oh, fucking Lent Biscuit sucks so much. And like for that reason, Idiots. right. But yeah. see, when I was like eight years old or whatever, my mom told me this recently, like I used to fucking love Lent Biscuit and I was, I was like <laughs> the biggest Lent Biscuit fan as like an eight year old. Right. And then when I, when I was like 15, 16, getting into that kind of music, because of all the shit I read, I like avoided Lent Biscuit. I was, more into like you know like Avenged Sevenfold and stuff like that, but I also loved like System of a Down. Like I loved all the kind of weird, like weirder stuff. Um, but okay, so now new metal is like kind of like 
cool again. But even now, even the, like the other day, I saw like a YouTube short and it was like Fred Durst on stage in like 2023 20, or something. And there was all these comments like Limp Bizkit are fucking embarrassing. And I was like, hold on. Like, I thought I thought we'd gone full circle and Limp Bizkit was like, cool again. But nah, it, actually, it's like they still get they still they actually still get hated on. It's just like there is it is more acceptable, though, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, um. What you got to think is a lot of those fucking metalers, right? It's like it's like the fucking download lineup now. Download was announced, and people, um, I'm seeing a lot of people whinging about things like busted and stuff like that. Those people will not be happy until it's Metallica playing every fucking slot yeah. every fucking day of that thing. So, like to slag, and the thing is, Limp Bizkit have come back, but that old dad fucking remember he did the dad vibes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. They basically came back and went like, hey, we're embarrassing dads. Yeah. Here's some fucking new metal that you cannot deny is fucking excellent. That yeah, day, totally. that, alien, that alien space monk over there is Wes Boland. And then they just start playing fucking hot dog. And the old place goes, oh, I've completely... F- I don't give a fuck if he's wearing a wig. I'm having yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's, that's the best bit about it. It's like literally not giving a fuck. Living yeah. life in a fast lane. Yeah. in a fast lane. I remember when, again, when I was like 15, 16 and everyone was hating them. Like, like this was when they were at like their most hated upon time. I remember seeing like an interview with uh, Fred Durst and this is before I even knew all like the kind of history with him and everything. And he was like, yeah, look, like, you know, we're not here trying to make like new albums with like cutting edge music. Like we're literally going to go play shows, play the classics and just get people what they want. And I always thought like, that is fucking cool, man. Like you're not trying to be the next big thing. You just, you're happy with the fact that like you had this moment in time with this cultural movement that was just sick. And like, now you're just going out and regardless of how big the venues are, you're just going to be doing the same thing. Like giving people like a big fucking energy moment. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was, I was lucky enough to tour with them in 2012, I think it was. And they would play like five songs and then you'd be like, surely that's it now. And then they would play another 10 that would make any rock club go fucking mental. And you were like, oh, no, I completely forgot. It's just all fucking hits. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah, no, non-apologetic, not giving a fuck. Brilliant, brilliant band. Um, and Fred, if you're listening to this, we're going to do a podcast at Download. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> Please, like crazy. Fred, come Try on, like man. Come on, Fred. <laughs> have, uh, have, any, have any of Limp Biscuit or Nelly Furtado heard the cover you've done no yet. i've been trying so hard to get them to hear it there were, i went through a phase of posting it every day on tiktok and tagging them i sent it to nelly Furtado on instagram have you sent it to fred durst i sent it to fred durst and no one has heard it oh. they they patched they dinged my messages no one opened it so i need to know someone who's in the know with fred durst so they can send it to him i don't care if they need to put a usb through his front door with a song on it. Fred Durst needs to hear this song. <laughs> Definitely a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my feeling is Fred Durst doesn't know how to use a USB stick, so he'd just be like, <laughs> "Oh, what the fuck!" Do you want, yeah, send me the link because he's, I know he, I know the bastard sees my messages because he just likes <laughs> them and never replies to them. So if you send me the link, he, he's, he'll probably click on it and watch it, and then knowing my luck. They'll end up taking on you on tour, and he'll be. You'll end up being his best friend, 
And I still won't get an interview on my fucking podcast with him, but you guys will be best friends forever. No, I'd be super sends, jealous. It sends lightning bolts. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so I I literally sent him a message, right? That was like paragraphs long going, I fucking love you. Are you the reason I, I fucking done everything I've done in music and why I got a podcast? Come on, my podcast. I will literally just rim you for an hour. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> Double tap, like he sends me two lightning bolts and then that's it. I'm like, come on, bro. You- <laughs> I even sent him a voice note saying, just reply with a voice note saying, I don't want to come on your fucking stupid <laughs> podcast. That's all I want. Like, if I put that on the podcast, technically to me, then he's been on the podcast. Like, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's make that happen. Yeah, send me the link after this and I'll send it to him okay. and we'll, um, we can both be disappointed that he sees it. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably enjoys it, but doesn't reply to any of us. The fact. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, I want to I go back to a couple of uh, little tour things um, to bring up because I noticed last year there's a couple of uh, little, little things you did online that really got my attention. And one of them was the fact that you went around the UK and have rated um, local tap water. <laughs> that was Liam, our bassist. He is like, we, we call him the goblin because he's just like this little weird, you know, like little small man. And he like collects, yeah, he like collects things and he collects little trinkets and he's like very strange, but. Um, in the best way. I love him. <laughs> but um, we decided at the start of the tour, because obviously we know that Scottish tap water is elite and English ta- tap water sucks ass. I've never tried Welsh tap water yet. So It's good. It's good, okay. right. um, good, yeah. But we thought it would be quite good because we, we were also starting the tour like up the north of, like up in the Highlands and then the further the tour went on, the more south we were getting. So we finished the tour in London. So we thought it would be like interesting to like rate the tap water from like <laughs> the, the Highlands down to um, down to London. And I think that Glasgow might have won, but you know what? This is actually our first time ever going to Wales. So we'll have to do it again for this oh. tour coming up and we'll see like how it... But I, I don't think it'll be better in Glasgow. It I pretty honestly much don't think just like degrades as you go south. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, does. Of course, of course. It's like, yeah. it's like the purity is, is worse than worse. Do you remember Do you remember one time we were at um, the Great Escape for a weekend and we all ended up getting really unwell because we were drinking the tap water? Yeah. Ooh, like I mean, we all... Anytime we go anywhere and we drink tap water, we get ill now, though. Yeah, like, we're such, like, little princesses about tap water because <laughs> our tap water is so fucking good. As soon as we have anything that's, like, slightly metallic, we're like, ugh, and then we're being sick for days. <laughs> See, everyone thinks backstage is rock and roll and fucking cocaine and bars. going wild. No, 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 no. And you're all writing where was the better tap water? Checking the yeah. pH levels, looking yeah. at, putting it up to the light. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see Dead Dead Pony's um, laboratory backstage just testing the waters out. Yeah. I've also written down, was it was it Liam you said? Was the uh, yeah. goblin? Yeah. Liam. I've also written, don't leave trinkets around Liam. So there you go. <laughs> just yeah, in case on. we bring it. Yeah, if we bring any trinkets onto us. It's, it's so funny because um, we'll be in the van, right? And we've been driving for hours. You know, I might have like half a packet of peanuts or like a, a single banana. And I'll be like, does anybody want this banana? I'm not going to eat it. I'm just going to put it in the van. He'll go, I'll have that for my inventory. 
and he just like <laughs> and he just like collects things so like if you have like a half a packet of chewing gum or like half a drunk I don't know, Capri Sun, Liam will take it and add it to his inventory. More than that though, like every time we do a gig in the green room, Liam is just getting <laughs> the entire fridge, all the snacks, he's taking everything home with him. Yeah. Fair play to him, yeah. <laughs> Best thing to do, I think, is just, yeah, well, It sounds like he cleans up after himself, so at least like... Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. You might be the cleanest band post like leaving a venue then in that case I don't do you know what oh, yeah, that, that is probably true we're all um we always been our empties and we're all kind of like fans of like japanese culture so we like we do clean up and stuff we are a clean band yeah nice there we are ah, good good <laughs> sean's happy now you know? <laughs> <laughs> no fees no fees no be left ex- for that. yeah no <laughs> Yeah, no extra cleaning fees in Deadpool. He's dressing room. Great, thank you. Uh, I feel like the four of us should do a video when you at the Cardiff date though, and like present you Welsh water and just oh, to film yes. the reaction. Yeah, maybe we yeah, should make that a thing. Yeah, watch us. Yeah, we should like film you like being sick in Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we should film poisoning you guys. That would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be great content for us. Yeah, if you can, yeah, if you could be instantly sick on command, that'd be excellent. <laughs> so should, like, should, like, okay, so like you should you, you, uh, you should give us the Welsh water, right? We drink it, and we're like, uh, and, then, like, and, then, like and then like beam it out to the crowd in Wales before we go on stage. <laughs> Just like, be like, oh, this is so disgusting. Uh. Yeah. The- these fr- I can't believe these freaks drink this shit. <laughs> and then you come out on stage like, that's pretty, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'm trying to think, have I ever done that? Yeah. Have we ever had an intro that's pissed off the crowd before we've gone on? We, I know we tried of several of them, but yeah. No, I, mean, I don't think we how have. Did you, not a bad idea. How did, you, like, how did you manage to not piss off Limp Bizkit before going on stage? Um, I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard like everyone, everyone pisses off Limp Bizkit when they play with them. Well, uh, it wasn't so much them we pissed off as in, like, their crowd. Like, so basically, after a couple of dates, the bassist, um, uh, Sam Rivers, how, how dare I, how dare I even have that blip of a moment <laughs> where I forgot his name for a second. Sam Rivers, uh, one of the great bassists of all time with his uh, glowing up light bass, um, he would watch us and he said, I can't get over how well you're doing with our crowd because normally they just get booed off. Like all the no. support, he's like, we, he's like, we can take rappers, we could take bands or whatever, and they normally got booed off. But I went into it as in, genuinely, I don't give a fuck about any of you watching us, right? I'm you. So after this, uh, when I'm done with this set, I can come down there and turn around <laughs> and watch Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Like I do, uh, and they seem to like really vibe with my, um, I don't give a fuck if you like us or not. And then I think it did also help that we had a song called Spread Legs, Not Lies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we had a song called Spread Legs, Not Lies. And um, we turned to Sam one day and we were like, how come you're not playing Pollution off the first album? And he was like, because uh, you were playing it. And uh, Spread Legs, Not Lies is literally the same oh, riff really? as Pollution. But he no. knew this. And didn't stop us from playing it either, which would, you know, he could have gone, can you not play that? It's too close to ours, you robbing <laughs> bastards. Um, but yeah, they were wicked. They were fantastic wow. in the end. And um, nice. yeah, dream, absolute dream come true. So I hope it happens to you too. And if it does happen to you too, I'm also coming out on tour with you. So. <laughs> 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 
Another th- thing I did notice as well I want to bring up was, uh, Anna, you actually spent the one tour recently writing love letters, yeah. and, uh, giving it with a rose to a random fan. Yeah. What, was, uh, yeah. what was all that about? So we had this song called All Dressed Up For Nothing um, that we played live. And it's it's like a kind of sad song about like being in love and then sort of like feeling like you know this person so well and them doing something that like really upsets you and not knowing how to like confront that situation and I just thought like there's so many people that love us playing this song live and there's so many people that like connect to this song that I want to do something like for a fan that they will like appreciate so much and I had this idea of like just writing a letter and throwing it into the crowd and I was like it'd be so nice if like I attach it to a rose and I spray it with my perfume and like we make it this whole big thing where I walk into the crowd and make eye contact with them and give them this rose and it turned into this big thing like fans every night were like oh who's getting the rose tonight um, and there was actually one night that I forgot to take the rose out with me and it it came to it was in um, oh I can't it was in the Louisiana in um, Bristol yeah. And I forgot to take the rose out with me and I went up to a girl and I like held her hand and I was like, please just wait here, wait here. And then after the show, I like ran into my dressing room and got the the rose and I gave it to her. I was like, I'm so sorry, this is for you. And I think she uh. was quite confused because she didn't see the TikTok video. So she was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it was it was like a nice wee thing and like so many people like really loved, loved just that like wee personal connection because I love doing that I love like going into the crowd and like onto the barrier and like making eye contact with our fans and like it almost feels like you get to know them when you do that and this is a good this is a good time to bring this up the new set doesn't really have that we'll, we'll, it like, doesn't we'll, we'll, we'll need to think of something yeah that's true the, <laughs> the new set is a wee bit more like so we don't have that song in it in, anymore but the new set is a wee bit more high energy and like it's it's more a consistent like um performance where there's not as many lulls. But I think there'll still be a lot of like fan interaction and like, you know, that kind of like connection that we get from the crowd. Maybe you could do that during the opener. This sounds like a conversation that we should have in rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, I'm doing right now. Fuck it. I'm yeah. right now. Yeah. Come on, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I reckon you guys should just run over by about an hour and just go into the band, the headline band set, and fuck them pricks off. They seem like wankers anyway. No, the our our set time is is now going to be the exact same every night. Is guaranteed. Yeah. It's uh, it's fifty five minutes, right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? I don't, I, to be honest, I have no fucking idea. I don't know how long we are playing. I don't even know how long we've got. Um, I should probably look into that. Yeah. No, it's gonna be ha- it's gonna, like we 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 are a half hour set. I'm sure half hour set every night. Bang yeah. on. Lovely, yeah. lovely stuff. Yeah, I could because uh, I've got no idea what we're playing. <laughs> you've panicked yeah, now. You, you've panicked him. Yeah, he's yeah. Look, yeah, I've just gone from the conversation. Yeah. I'm just like, what are we gonna play? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, you're like, oh fuck, we should play rehearse. <laughs> well, we haven't started yet. That's the thing. It's like it starts no. Sunday. Yeah, it starts Sunday. Yeah. Well, we kind no of way. basically, well, we did last year. So we did like June last year, did all of that. Oh, you're fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, we did a show in December. We did December the 30th where we did a super long, too long a set, to be honest. It was like an hour and a half. It was way too many fucking songs. So it's just trim. It's just like lose a couple of them anyway, I think. Wait, I hold imagine. on then. So how long? I, I imagined your set would be a 90 minute set. Is that is that like the normal thing or? I think it's going to be an hour and 15 maybe. Right. An hour and 20 because yeah, we don't want to go too far. Yeah. Our, our thing seems, I say seems to be it. We we basically don't want people to miss trains and that as well. So like, <laughs> okay. if we can if we can cut off ten minutes before the last train goes at half past ten every fucking night. Do you know what I mean? They've got they've got ten minutes to get there and then it's up to them. Yeah, but I guess like you 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 guys are like a really high energy set anyway. So it's like getting you know thirty seconds into the first song, everyone's going fucking ballistic anyway and. I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Do you know what, mate? Mate, we'll be there. We'll start mosh pits if you need us to. Just we'll be, be no, yeah, in the front. No, my like, yeah, no, my like. It'd just be you two, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. I know I'm going to go on and go fucking daft. So I don't know what the other five boys are going to do. I'd imagine standing, um, looking at me knackering myself out within two songs. So. Um, but no, it's, I can't wait. It's just going to be a fucking blast. I, this is this is really how this this is really how the sausage gets made, isn't it? Really? Like, yeah, this is what a weird phrase to use, but yeah, very much so. Yeah, this is how the sausage. Hey, listeners to the Sapling Podcast, this is how the sausage gets made. That's a phrase. I haven't made that up. That's a no, phrase. No, it is. Okay. It is. I but do. it's a. Oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> It's a weird one to use for talking about band and not the ingredients <laughs> of a sausage. That's what, okay. that's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of get at. That's, the, yeah. that's how the riff gets organised. I don't know. Like, uh, what's yeah. <laughs> that's how the show commences. I was I was a bit surprised when you said sausage as well. Yeah. Oh, why is he? Why is he oh. brought bangers into it? Like bangers, bangers. Oh, bangers. Let's swiftly move on from Please. that. Um, yeah. No, but like as I mentioned, and you know, you talked about having that not really a genre and trying to make your own and not fitting into certain scenes. And like, how do you find it being a part of these tours with different audiences? Because the bands you've toured with before and the festivals you've played is. It's cool because it opens you up to a lot of different sides and you can go and play at a really indie festival or a really heavy festival. Like, how do you feel like you fit in between that? Like, is there certain things you do when performing to certain crowds or? I think that, um, yeah, I think that like our sound, like you said, it does allow us to like kind of slot ourselves into like different, you know, genres. I feel like we could play downloads and then the next day play Kendall Calling, you know, like it, it is quite a versatile sound. I think that sometimes our stage patter kind of like changes a wee bit when we're um, playing to different audiences. Like for instance, whenever we play Tramlines in Sheffield, it is actually quite an indie festival, but the crowds there are always fucking mental. And I don't know if that's just Sheffield, but like yeah, they always go is, nuts yeah. for it. Yeah, I think they they always just go nuts for it. So like we always like really encourage like mosh pits and like people to jump about and like really get into it. But there might be another time where we're playing a more kind of like laddie, like a lad band festival where the crowd are like enjoying it, but they're not as like um, hyped up. And therefore we maybe don't try and hype them up as much because they just kind of look at you as if, no, we're not starting a mosh pit or whatever. I think the thing as well, Luana, like even more basic than that, like, 
we have like okay you know that thing it's like everyone like the when people hear like screaming that's when they like check out like there's no one there's no one that like listens to like the instrumental of like a fucking let's say like a metalcore band and it's like oh that's so unpleasant they're just like oh that's kind of cool and grooving it's when the person starts screaming that they, they like stop so the thing is like we don't like we don't scream we just like um have like oh too good for that yeah just too good for that is it <laughs> yeah, all right yeah i get it i get it yeah screamers i'm got any talent and they're all fat blonde idiots yeah i get it play i get it <laughs> sorry. No, no, good, sorry. i genuinely think like um we have like riffs i think like the riffs like every all the rock people get on board with and the fact that we're not screaming it means that like indie fans or like pop fans can also be like oh this is cool like this is a high energy fucking band um it's like th- there's not that like there's not that like divide of like oh because so, i guess as, as soon as like there's like screaming or whatever it's just like all right okay and then it's like kind of like boxed off so i guess i guess we kind of we kind of managed to fit into all these things which still kind of surprises me now because like, i feel like we are becoming like more kind of focused on the, our sound but we still get like a very broad sort of like range of of like gig offers and stuff in which is which is really cool and and it's something something that surprises like how the crowd reacts like anna you'll know like we toured with um mother mother who i who are like an alt rock band but you would never think of like a mother mother gig as being like a crazy gig, right? You'd think of it being as being like kind of like a, a normal gig, I guess you'd say, right? And their their fans are like pretty young as well, like twelve to seventeen is probably the age range. Well, I would, it's probably like well, it's probably between like twelve and like thirty or forty, right? But but, but like but, majority, like, but the majority yeah. is, yeah. is is between like maybe twelve and like twenty five. But um, but those gigs we would play and like play heavier riffs and the whole like literally we'd be playing like 1500 cap venues in paris and the whole place was bouncing up and down and it's like this is insane like we've never had a reaction like this and it's not a big like kind of like hardcore heavy crowd it's just like a bunch of kids going mental because they're just they're just there to have fun so it's like the crowd thing I think is really interesting to like work out who you're playing to and how they react and like there's a whole world going on there and yeah it is interesting but what I'd say is don't stop playing those random gigs though those strange ones because that's where you find that's probably where we find a lot of our fans early on was from playing just weird strange gigs where you wouldn't expect us to be and then those people are there and they're like oh you know I wish there was a a new rock type band playing and then all of a sudden you fucking rock up and then they're just like oh well, what the fuck this is exactly what i'm looking for or <laughs> i've even like i used to be in a band that was more screamy than the blackout is um called when reason sleeps and we supported the mad caddies once right who were a ska punk band and we thought we were like these fucking checkerboard trousers fellas are not going to enjoy us at all we are we are sad. We're a sad, screamy band, and these people <laughs> love fake happiness. So they're not going to like us. And we, it's one of the best, it's one of the best crowd reactions we ever had just because people weren't expecting it. And they were like, what the fuck are these nutters mm-hmm. doing? And what's going on here? And yeah, I just say, keep just any, I, this is my advice to everyone, just play fucking any gig because you never know when the fucking, either the next, 
the next dedicated fan comes from or an opportunity or someone was there. You never, like, you could play a family festival and it turns out fucking, I don't know, one of your favourite bands is taking their kids there that day or some something fucking mad. You never know. Like, you never know. So, yeah, keep it going up and just, yeah, keep fucking, just keep making yeah. a noise and getting out there. Like, it's awesome. No, like, absolutely, man. I feel like um, when we started the band, we were kind of, or like me anyway, I was kind of more interested in like writing music than like playing it live. And like Anna's always been like really into performance, but um, I never thought in my own head that we were ever going to be like a live band. Like, and like I knew we were going to play live, but I never thought we were going to be like renowned as being like a like a really good live band. Like, I'll go see this band. I always thought we were going to be like that band that has like really good songs or whatever. And then um, I don't know what it is, but like recently, like. I, I realized on our headline tour, I was like, fuck, we are like totally just like one of those bands now that everyone's like, oh, they're a live band. Like, man, go see this band live. They're amazing. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? But <laughs> I feel like every time we play, we're always trying to make it bigger and better and like really perform and put on a show. It's like so fun. Everyone that comes to see us on our headline tour is like, oh, I saw you at this gig. I saw you at this festival. I saw you supporting this person. Like, Maybe like the odd person would be like, oh, I saw a YouTube video or I saw like, uh, I heard you on the Spotify or whatever, but like, everyone was like, I saw you here. So I'm like, now I just say like to Amy, like, let's just do everything and like play every gig. Like that's when we make fans is just by, by playing stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Well, as we start to wind down on the conversation a little bit, a few other things I wanted to bring up. We said how exciting 2024 is with this new album and just all these mad shows you're doing. But I always felt this time in the band's career is one of the most interesting because it's showing how far you come, but a lot of people are still discovering you for the first time. So is there anything you've noticed people kind of picking up or comments or anything that seems to be a theme from people discovering the band that stuck with you or just made you think a little differently or just being interesting seeing it out there compared to holding on to it imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think um, one thing that, pe like, that people always say, and it's kind of coming back to what you said, Blair, is like how intense and like um, energetic our life show is. And a comment that I get literally all the time is like, wow, you're such like a reserved and like quiet person and like you're a wee bit shy 
yet on stage it's almost like I have this like other personality that comes out and I don't know where it comes from but I think that's one thing that people don't realize when they when they find us for the first time like when they find our music online um on like Spotify playlists or whatever they don't realize how like energetic and intense our live show is and yeah I don't, I don't know if you've got anything to add to that Blair but I, I think it's also like when um, people find us at festivals because I, I don't know like how you feel but I think festival crowds can be like a bit hit or miss because a lot of the time in fact probably most of the time when you're abandoned our label it's like for most people that's like their first time hearing you so they don't really know the songs and like they um they've maybe like had someone say to them like um oh like go and check out this band like got a bit of hype and like you know apparently they're good and they come and then they're like what the fuck like where have you been this whole time like you're this amazing band and we had like no idea that you like existed you know yeah i guess like that that sounds familiar like you know because i think like we have um like we're not we're not a band i mean like in the same sense but like we're not a band that's been like 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 journeying for fucking ages like we i guess like we like we like we started dead pony and like the start of 2020 but we but we've been in bands before that and everything so i guess like a, a bunch of people when they see us live um it's like oh i can't i can't, I can't believe i've never heard you guys before like you're, like your show is amazing whatever but yeah I, I was i was kind of struggling to think of something something to say on that on that question to be honest. <laughs> it's all good it's all good I'm sure there's a good answer in there somewhere, but it, it is not presenting itself to me right now. That, that's fine. You can rant. You can rant about something else if you want. Just tell, yeah, just go ahead. Tell a thought. joke or whatever. Tell, yeah. <laughs> the fucking uh, the Middle East is fucked at the moment. And just like completely, oh, oh, Palestine's taking a fucking shoe in at the moment. Have you had any weird crowd reactions or weird shows that you've played on where it's been? It's been difficult to win the crowd over and then you've won it over or <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait, yeah. I've got a good one. I, I don't know if you've got a specific thing that came to mind and I'm not out of respect for this festival I'm not going to name the name uh, right oh I'll, I'll fucking name it <laughs> okay <laughs> it was it was Bingley Music Festival yeah where, wait, oh I've done I, I think I've done that let's start where the fuck is Bingley right yeah that's first true first of all Right, hold and on, hold on, hold on, pause. That was disrespectful to the residents of Bingley, right? Yeah. We do. Uh, I mean, like, okay, we like, said we're from different towns. But Bingley itself, great people. But <laughs> the festival, <laughs> Anna continued. Bingley Music Festival was an absolute shambles. So we arrived, right? And it was, it had been pissing the rain. It was so rainy. And I got in this um, like buggy, like this tractor buggy thing with this guy, and there was, it was just like completely silence for like five minutes. Then he just turned into me and "If you ever heard of the Yorkshire Ripper?" Oh no! <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" I don't know Peter Sutcliffe. Like, yeah, he went on this rant for like ten minutes about the Yorkshire Ripper and how his granny knew him and all that, and I was like, "Oh right." I was like, I think this is my stop. Like, I'm just going to get off. And like, I got off the fucking wee buggy thing and like ran to the boys. So I was like, oh, this guy's just <laughs> for 10 minutes telling me about the Yorkshire River. And then Blair, you can continue the story from there. Okay. Well, okay. So that was like <laughs> the introduction to Bingley, right? Was just yeah, like terrifying. Hours. Well, actually, okay. First things first, like we arrived on site 
And it was one of those ones where like, I'm pretty sure we were like stood in the queue, like a bunch of punters waiting to get like accreditation and everything. And then uh, trudged through like the swamp fields to get to our stage. And our stage was like not even like set up yet. Like they were just like, uh, you know, building it, building the hammer away. And like this like stage manager dude was just stressed out as nut. And um, so our stage time was say like 3 p.m. And our sound check time was like half two. So like they allowed us to start sound check at like 2.49. So like, it's like, but I, like we're kind of at the stage now where we're like, we're not going to do like a shitty, really short sound check to then sound shit live and then have everyone be like, oh, this band suck. We're like, no, no, no. Like we'll do our sound check. Like we, we always sound check fucking rapid anyway, but like we'll get it done before we start playing. And this guy was like, oh, like, come on. Like you need to start now. Like you need to start now. And I was like, mate, no, like, like, we, like, we are like 90 seconds into a sound check. Like you need to give us at least a couple of minutes to try to get levels to, to get us all like get, getting stuff coming through before we start playing. And then basically, basically me and the stage manager just started having like a proper, like <laughs> macho face off of just like Ooh. play. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so we like got it done. We like, we, and then, you know, you know, he was apologizing, of course. Um, when a gig starts like that, it's probably not going, it's probably not going to get better. And you know, there, there was like a smattering of like 70 people there. And it was just like, oh God. And I like thousands of people like rushing past us to get like the best position for Noel Gallagher later on. It's like, yeah, wow. this is, this is, this is like not going our way right yeah. now. Um, it, is, it is funny when you play festivals like that, that are like, so like badly organized and badly run because I think that it reflects on the band but it also reflects on the crowd as well like I think the crowd were not happy to be standing there like knee deep in mud watching us and we were not happy to be standing on stage performing to them you know like no yeah. one's happy in that scenario God, we are we are not getting invited back to bigly next year <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm cool with that i'm absolutely cool with that <laughs> but yeah it does save you meet, meeting peter sutcliffe's fucking distant cousin or whatever yeah exactly that. <laughs> that's true oh but right who what man in his right mind obviously he was mental talks to a girl the first thing he brings up is the Yorkshire Ripper. I know. He may as well have gone, oh yeah, are you terrified for your life? You're not. You should be. You should be. What a fucking so nutter. fucking weird. Yeah, so strange. Hold on. Like, there is another good story. and that, But this one's not really a reflect. Like, this one's not even like a tough time. Uh, like, this one's not a tough time due to the crowd. This is just like a tough experience we had at a festival, right? And this is not down to the festival. This the festival was great. Uh, this is this is down to our van dropping its arse out mid festival. We arrived at Anna. Was it Why Not Festival? It was Why Not Festival. Yeah, we arrived at Why Not Festival, and we had this van that was like it was our. Yeah, I think it was our first time. It was, do you know what we were doing? We were trialing out this van before hiring it for our headline tour. So it was like it was like a nice van for us, right? Because usually we, we get fucking, uh, we get like, <laughs> what, what, what are those things called in like Thailand? Like tuk-tuks. So we had this like, we had this van and we get to Why Not Festival and it's like, it's kind of just like way out there. It's like way out in a field and like, I think mm-hmm. it's Derbyshire. It's middle just right in the middle of, middle of nowhere. 
and we're, we're driving through these fields and I can't remember what happened. Something weird was happening with the van. I was like, it's giving it weird readings or something. It, it was like, it said something to do with like the ads blue or something. That and was then, it. And yeah. then it was like, if, it was like the van will stop, the van, the van engine will stop working and like, one mile or sorry 20 miles and then it was no. like 18 miles no 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 no, no. It, was, it was like it was like the van it was like it was like the engine will stop and will not start again in like 600 miles and we're like all right cool but like we we've got this 600 miles is fine and then we like stopped it and started it again and it was like 12 miles <laughs> oh, <yeah>. four <laughs> inches yeah you've got no way and then and then i think we stopped it and started it again and it just wouldn't start so we went, we like, we like, we're just stranded, right? We took all our stuff to stage um, and played our set. And by the, time we, by, the, by the time we played our set, like the AA was just like, yeah, we'll be there in like two weeks, mate. Just stay where you are. So then our manager, who you know, Amy, this was the most hilarious thing, right? Amy said to us, okay, I'm just going to walk to the next town. It's only, it's only a, a 40 minute walk. All right. And we're like, and we're like, what is the next town? She's like, Buxton. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, didn't check it or anything. Just like, cool, right? On you go. Have fun. So Amy goes away. She's like 20 minutes gone. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm just going to like check how far away is, like, how, how long is she going to be? Um, and we check and it's like a six, it's like a six hour walk. <laughs> <laughs> what? And, I, and we're all just like, what the hell? And we realized that she's just like been like so like laser focused on getting this done that she's like, yeah, I'm still gonna... miles. Yeah. yeah. It must have been yeah. like, yeah. It, yeah. I think it was genuinely like, like that far. Um, wow. So we're like, we're trying to like call her and stuff to be like, you Turn absolute bad <laughs> man, come back. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like not answering. Um, and then like, I think like an hour later, she just turns up at the site with like a brand new van, right? And she's like, she'd gone out. She and as she was leaving the site, she had ran into like one of the headliners was sat in a taxi, or was like waiting on a taxi, and their taxi had just arrived. And she told them the whole story. And like the headliner of, of why not was like, oh, do you know what? Go on, like take take my taxi and just go and just like go go to Buxton. And Aww. like so, thank God for that person. And she fucking went, got a new van, came back, and we were we were away. I wow. can't even remember what the band was. I think it was. Wait, hold on. I'm I'm gonna Google it. But I I, I have a feeling it was someone like the Zootons or something. Like a kind of like oh, mid two thousands indie it, band. It was the Zootons. That's who it was. Is that who it was? I think so. Yeah. They seem like nice guys from what I've seen online of them. That's oh fair play to Amy. Mind that is fucking managing, fucking a grid. I'll just be back now. I've just got a six-hour walk, and then I'll um, <laughs> yeah. I'll be back with a van for you guys. And she turns up with a new van. Like, yeah, well done, Amy. Dude, well done, Amy. That, well done. that is Amy all over, man. It's like, put, like, like negativity will not enter her like aura. Yeah. Just like, you know, to be fair, everything. Great time because basically our dressing room they had to like um, get rid of us because it was another band coming in because you only have the dressing room for like an hour before and hour after your set. But we, we explained the scenario to them. They were like, right, we'll put you in this tent. They put us in the booze tent. So we, <laughs> so we had literally in the tent that was supplying all of the booze to all of the dressing rooms for the festival. <laughs> so we just got Uh-oh. so fucked up. <laughs> uh, oh, God. 
Hey, life in a band. <laughs> yeah, I hope we get the Zootons out on now so to see if any of them remember that. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember ever being stuck? Yeah, just going, oh yeah, do you remember the time you were stuck at Why Not Festival for a while because your taxi uh, had fucked off with somebody else? And they were like, oh yeah, I fucking hate that festival. Oh, I know, I know who it was now. Yeah, I was expecting Hold you were going to say like... It, it, it was either the Kaiser Chiefs or scouting for girls. Oh, oh, oh. I think it was Kaiser Chiefs then. Because I'm just looking at the lineup now, and and those are the two options that I've put. I don't been. think it was scouting for girls. I think it was Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, Ricky Ooh. and the boys. They predict a riot. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say Amy. Yeah, she came back um, with a guy in a cart who had just been talking to her about the Yorkshire Ripper the old time. <laughs> 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 she found the same guy. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's just like all northern men are just obsessed with talking to women about the Yorkshire Do you know what? Oh. I can't wait. I can't wait for Manchester for the first day because that's how I'm going to introduce myself. I'm just going to come up and be like, hey, guys, <laughs> "You guys know about the Yorkshire You should totally do that. You should go on stage, and your first line should be. If you ever heard of the Yorkshire Ripper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, People God. like, this fucking blackout, he's fucking gone mad in his old <laughs> age. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about fucking Big Pete yeah. to start the oh. show. Mad luck. Well, fingers crossed you won't have any more uh, mad situations on this yeah. tour. But guys, honestly, it's been great to meet you and get this chat in the bag before the tour. Uh, I know Sean's extremely excited to have you guys on. I'm excited to watch so. you guys a bunch of nights as well. And yeah, just thanks for taking the time and excited to see you play in a couple of oh, weeks. Oh, thanks. Amazing, yeah, guys. Thank I'm, you I'm so much. Super, super excited for it. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you again for coming on. And um, yeah, oh. everybody check out Dead Pony and um, come and sing along at the uh, the end of the month, please. Please, please come along. Please, come on, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Cheers, Thank man. you. Bye. You listen to Sammy Pocket? Yes. Woo! That was Scotch New Rockers. They won't like the fact I call them Scotch. Dead pony. They are Scottish. I know, man. I know. I know how angry it makes the Scottish people, and that's why I do it, man. But yes, that was the lovely, lovely Anna and Blair of Dead Pony, who I cannot wait to spend a week with very, very soon, and I cannot wait to watch them every night because they are class. Yeah, and I can't wait for them to update us on Welsh tap water and everything else in between, but they have such a great reputation for being a hella fun live band. So make sure you get to these shows early, catch the opening bands all different on all of these dates, and then rock rock your socks off with Dead Pony, and then cry emo nostalgia with the blackout. It's fun. It's fun. I'm very much uh, looking forward you to don't it. Have to, you don't have to cry, like, you can enjoy yourself. You can. I'm not. So, well, sometimes crying is a form of enjoyment for emo, I guess. I don't know. Nah, this is getting too deep back here. Have we, we got any, I don't know if we've got any songs to cry to. Have we, what do you mean? Like, we've got some sad songs. Have we? Hope is all we have and all we'll ever know. That's quite deep, man. Whoa. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's meant to be like a, hey, it's all right, man, we've managed to make the album now because you fuckers. Ah, yeah, true, yeah. Well, yeah, 
No, it's going to be great. Um, check out Dead Pony. Check out The Blackout, if you've never heard The Blackout. And also um, opening the shows I, in Manchester, we have Mouth Culture, who are fantastic pop, almost indie rockers, I guess. But fucking, it's class. Check it out, Mouth Culture in Manchester. In Glasgow, there's a band called New Shapes opening up. They're good. Then we have, um, in Birmingham, we have Lunas. Um, which is Connor Ball of the Vamps' new project. And then in Cardiff, we have our friends in Delore. Check them out. They are awesome. And then last by no means least in London, we have Fangs Out opening. Birmingham's answer to uh, all of those fucking ripping bands like Every Time I Die, Cancer Bats. Uh, you know, all of them lot, like all them fucking good, <laughs> rip, all them good rippers. I've gone fucking blank. All the mosh bands, all the mosh bands. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. Check all of those bands out. I'll check Dead Pony out and then stay for the headliners because it's me. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, fuck. Aye. Right. Um, also, just want to mention, of course, Dead Pony's debut album, Ignore This, will be coming out April 5th. It is available to pre-order right now. And Go I on, did man. notice that Anna recently posted about taking part in the Edinburgh 10K in May, where she's raising money for Macmillan Cancer Support in memory of the loved one. So I just thought maybe mentioning that, if you'd like to go and check out and uh, support, the link is in her Instagram bio. So yeah, just shredding the, sharing the love with all that. And talking about sharing the love, of course, our Patreon community is the best thing to ever come out of this podcast, and we love every single one of them very, very much. Now is the perfect time to sign up and get a part of the community because you can all go to this tour together and have a giant laugh and then meet each other for festival season. Just make your new best friends. If you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we thank. But as always, Sean is going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapnin Podcast Patreon community. Those are the people in the top tiers. Yes, we love everybody who's ever been part of Patreon. Thank you very much. It is literally the thing that keeps this going now. So, yes, thank you very much to the top tier people. And they are as follows. Thank you very much. Kyla Wheeler, Mayumi, Paul Hirschfield, Scarlett Charlton, Dilly Califragilistic, Expella Grimwood, Tony Michael, Nathan Croshaw, Mitch Perry, Molly Malloy and James Bowerbank, Amy Louise, Kat Besant. Happy birthday for last week. Alexandra Pemblet, Dan, Jonathan Gutierrez, Jenny Robertson, Amy Dawson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Callan Robson, Stephen Aston, Kate Patak, Jenny Munster, Louis Cook, Carl Pendleby, James McNaught, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Danny Eaton, Martina McManus, M. Evans-Roberts, Evan, Sean Foynes, Ollie Amesbury, Emily Perry, Adam King of the Goss Parcel, Kalila Keane, Josh, someone broke into my house last night and stole my limbo trophy. How low can you go, crisp? <laughs> Thank you very much, Vicky. Fraser Cummins, Kyle Bounty Chocolate fan, David Smith, and last by no means least, Connor Lewins. And family, <laughs> how how low can you go? Because uh, uh, I was going to like that, that one. I really like that one. Uh, but yes, thank you everyone for supporting us. Thank you for just listening to this podcast. If it's your first time or your two hundred and seventy second time, we appreciate you so so much. Uh, let us know you've listened to this. Put it in your Instagram stories at Sapping Pod. We'll share it. Just you know, spread the love. Will you tell people about this podcast? And we'll be back next week and every Friday with a very special guest and some good laughs. Yes, good stuff. Good stuff. This was a fantastic episode and it was great to meet them prior to tour, which was a good idea. Well, so well done, Morgan. <laughs> See, sometimes I'm not as dumb as I look.
Well, yeah, that'd be fucking real hard to do, wouldn't it? Jesus Christ, you have to be like me- medically ill. Anyway, Sapnin! I didn't mean that, by the way. Oh, did I? I didn't. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.